This is the Connecting Flights podcast, all about a philosophy of travel that puts relationships at the center. I'm your host, Jeff Stanford. On the podcast today with Jim Baker, Jim and I have been friends since, I don't know, 2003, something like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and uh, Jim and his wife are on staff with Youth with a Mission in Honolulu, Hawaii, and they do a lot to invest in students, in relationships, and uh, do a lot of intensive Bible teaching. Um, So thanks for joining me today, Jim. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. So Jim, tell me a little bit more about kind of what you got going on in, in your life at the moment. What are you and Jess working on? Yeah, so my wife is the director of the Biblical Core Course here at YOM Honolulu, and that is a three-month uh, intensive school where students read through the whole entire Bible and then study each genre of literature uh, inductively. And so it's a pretty intense three months for them, for students to read and study all of that. And Youth with a Mission is our the larger organization. It's an international uh, missions organization that we've been with for a while, International Christian Missions Organization, and they are in about 180 countries, and we are just lucky enough to be with them in Honolulu, Hawaii. So, yeah, that's what's what's going on. We recently had a child, and that's keeping us busy. So, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, crawling fast now, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, yeah. He's nine months, and he has been on three flights already. So we took him to Kauai when I taught over there, and then he's been to the mainland twice to visit grandparents already. So in, in nine months, he's been on three pretty big flights. That's pretty good. Already <laughs> already jet-setting all over That's the place. Right. Yeah. So, and something else, uh, Jim, that you do is leading short-term missions trips here and there, uh, and mm-hmm. I've had the pleasure of going on two of those with you. We went to... Philippines a while back, 2014, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, back into a small town in New York uh, for a week as well. And could you share more just about about those and what those mean to you, and especially from a, a relationship context of, of uh, just being with people and investing in them, how has that been and what that's been like for you? Yeah, we love leading short-term missions trips. We're, we're real big advocates of short-term missions. Um, my life has just personally been blessed so much by short-term mission trips and, and being able to just build into relationships in that time. So I was actually in New York City a couple of weeks ago connecting with a friend, and we were just talking about how awesome it is to be able to go deeper in conversation than just 20 minutes on the phone. So when you're actually hanging out with someone in person and you have that extended period of time, it just seems like topics that you talk about maybe on a 20-minute Skype call or something like that, you can kind of revisit those thoughts you know, the next day after you've had some time to mull those things over. So that's what we love about just taking an extended period of time, maybe a week, 10 days, and setting that time completely apart for a different purpose than normal day life. So in our normal day lives, we just have so much going on. We're bombarded with so much, our daily routine and stuff like that. So to, we try to um, cater our mission trips, short-term mission trips, around being both a mission trip where we are 
partnering with whoever's on the ground and doing ministry in that place. And then also scheduling some time for that also just to be an intentional retreat as well, where you're away from your regular life. And we kind of just do some guided questions and stuff with people during that time to get them to think a little deeper about what do you really want out of life? What's God really calling you to? And at the same time, we're pairing that with helping other people um, as well. So we really enjoy those trips and we really enjoyed having you on both that Philippines and Jamestown trip as well. Thanks. Yeah, it was both of those were pivotal times and, and, um, for those finding this podcast through the travel hacking flight plan and stuff, you've seen my uh, mentions of going to Hawaii uh, on there. And it was Jim who I visited back then. And, and even that week of uh, going camping and wandering around and seeing the sites of Honolulu and elsewhere on the island. Um, I know a lot of that was kind of the same sort of guided, guided questioning, uh, just spending time with you as I was journaling through stuff and going through things and, uh still looking back on that about a little over over four years now uh that was a big turning point just to spend time with you there and still very much appreciate it yeah absolutely absolutely it's a lot of fun yeah what uh do you have any particular story of um kind of anyone who's come on those mission trips with you or or the people you've gone to visit because i know some of those trips were based on prior friendships and relationships Anything that stands out uh, over time? Yeah, I think just being with people again for that extended period of time and going to see what's going on in their world. So uh, we've got friends that are missionaries kind of all over the world. And until you really step into that context and see what they're doing on a daily basis um, and meet some of the people that they're interacting with as well, it's it's really difficult to get a real grasp of what they're doing. So Um, You know, their email updates, their video updates really don't give it justice until you really truly step in physically into their world and see expressions, hear conversations, see some of the sites, eat some of the local food. You know, a a real physical Mm -hmm. experience is what gives those experiences just such such impact as it's it's real life that you're doing. And so um, it just gives you a lot more context. And again, just having that ability to have deeper conversations that aren't just surface level. It, 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 I'm not a big fan of surface level conversations. And so it would be really awkward to have 10 days of just surface level conversations. <laughs> so things automatically go deep. And a lot of times missionaries that are out on the field uh, don't have people always checking in on them and seeing how they are actually doing. And so just again, just asking some specific questions while we're out there is something that's really, really helpful to get to the heart of things. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we were in the Philippines, uh, something the folks that we were going going to see that you you kind of already knew them because we went to to help out with a, a YWAM project there. Uh, but I remember them kind of saying it was just uh, it was nice to speak English because in, in their day to day, they're working with with Filipinos and speaking uh, Tagalog or one of the other dialects there. And um, for them to be able to kind of just converse with people in in their home language was was a gift and a in a way to actually kind of find some rest. Yeah, and on that, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just saying, yeah, I, uh, a big part of some of our travel and our desire in travel is to really bless people that have given their lives to a long-term mission. And uh, there is just there's just cultural hardships. A lot of those people are doing it on a shoestring budget, and so just to mm-hmm. be able to go there and uh, help them, it, like, buy them a meal, you know what I mean? Something that yeah. they, like... Hey, what have you been missing? What can I bring from the United States? You know, 
you're really missing. And the big thing that everyone misses is peanut butter. American peanut butter <laughs> is way different than peanut butter in other countries. But as a travel hacking type of thing, peanut butter is considered a liquid. So do not take peanut butter on your carry-on. I once oh, uh, was taking peanut butter to <laughs> Latvia for some missionaries there and mm -hmm. had it in my carry-on. This was the one thing that they specifically asked. So I went to like Sam's Club, got two giant 60-ounce whatever jars oh, of peanut no. butter. And uh, since that was the one thing they asked, I was like, I'm going to put this in my carry-on so it doesn't get lost, it doesn't get stolen. And it ended up getting confiscated because... It uh, was considered a liquid, but I just ended up checking that bag and I ended up paying a hundred bucks, I think, for that peanut butter to get it to <laughs> them. Um, but what was crazy about oh, that man. was just a cool God testimony, God provision. Uh, when I got to security, I called my parents to let them know and they said that there was a red envelope that had just arrived in the mail and in that envelope was a hundred bucks. Wow. So it's like God God totally knew. <laughs> you were You had the money on the way for that. That snafu at the airport. Right, right. That's awesome. So what, uh, I guess, going on that for anyone who's listening who might might end up be, might be a long-term missionary or somebody who supports uh, a missionary, how would you, I guess, suggest kind of them linking up or, or um, either a long-term missionary providing opportunities for their supporters to come visit them or uh, for a supporter to, um, apologies for the clock here, or for the supporters to to decide okay well what's something something in addition i could do to go go and bless uh a missionary with my with my presence hmm. uh, yeah yeah that's a great question question so the thing that missionary long-term missionaries aren't letting you know is that hosting teams is exhausting and so is furlough when they come back to the united states and are running around everyone's like oh you're on vacation it's like no actually we have like 48 billion uh meetings set up this yeah. week and we're yeah. literally running all over the place and not much is in our control you know so furlough for people is is never really a vacation but um yeah i think that some missionaries are better suited to host people than others and i think you just need to have honest conversations uh with those long-term missionaries and just be like hey would it actually be a blessing for us to come or not you know and sometimes people might just be be needing some of that human interaction, uh, being able to speak in their own language, having some some friends from home come and visit them. So that might be a huge blessing for them. Or other people might just be in a pioneering season where it would be kind of detracting from what they're working on right now in the season to host people. And so I think it just requires an honest conversation with your with your missionary to say, hey, would it actually be a blessing for me to come? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in going, I would imagine, yeah, clear communication of what, what would be good and what would not. Because um, if if you're coming over as a supporter and expecting to kind of be shown around and, and entertained, um, that may, yeah, that might just be exactly the opposite of helpful. Right, uh, right, right. For a right. missionary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so so it just requires that honest conversation. Maybe they have the free time and would love to do that. Um, in that season, or maybe that would be a little more stressful for them adding on to their daily work. So it just requires that honest conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You and Jess have done a lot of traveling yourselves over the last, um, well, long time. You kind of, you kind of been in different places, uh, different, different seasons. Um, how has that been kind of not being in one place necessarily for a hyper extended amount of time and kind of, what would you say to, to folks kind of in, in your situation, kind of being maybe in their twenties and, 
and kind of being in one one place for a few years and then moving to a new one, new one, and building on each experience and learning and growing from those. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, Jess and I are about to celebrate our 10-year anniversary, and we have lived a bunch of different places. I don't. I think we've never lived anywhere more than three years. So that's mm-hmm. that's been interesting. We've lived in uh, New York, Maryland, Indiana, Hawaii, Tennessee, and then back to Hawaii. So none of those stints were longer <laughs> than, than three years. So we've kind of been all over, mm-hmm. all over the place, and and done some travel within those things as well. Um, sorry, I actually forgot your actual question. Sorry. Me too. Um, <laughs> I was just wondering, just given, given kind of your experience and, uh, over the last, last decade now, congrats, by the way, uh, 10 year anniversary. Thanks. Yeah. Given, given that experience, what, what kind of would you say to, to folks in that position, uh, that you've learned, learned from that or, or things that you've done to, to cope with that or enjoy it or, or make it, um, just make the best of, of moving around. Yeah. I think it takes a full on year to figure out what's going on on in a new place just for some of the honeymoon period to to you know wear off and then for people to actually you know be engaged with you on a on a real friend level i i really uh, that's kind of just my go-to thing that i say to myself it takes a full year to figure out even what's really going on in a place so just giving yourself that that first full year um is something that i found beneficial and not thinking that i'm going to hit the ground and and everything's going to be great and ready to go so um just being aware of that i think is huge and i you know i don't know if everyone's called to to move around uh (laughs) like we do there is some there's some great things about it we've been been super blessed to experience a lot And, and there's also just some hardships as well with being being this mobile um but yeah i think in the day and age of of the internet being able to stay connected which requires intentionality with people mm-hmm. that you've known for a while has been been super super helpful. So just being able to you know connect with you on Marco Polo and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. just have daily conversations. Like Jeff, Jeff's known me for you know for many years, and we can have good honest conversations even though we're not in the same physical space. And that's just been really grounding as you're moving and meeting a lot of new people. So even for us here at the the wine base. We've got people coming in and out. The nature of a YWAM base is it's transitional. People are coming in for three months and then leaving, or people make a two-year commitment to staff, and then they're gone. So even though we're physically in one place here, the community around us is 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 moving mm-hmm. and transitioning as well. So, yeah, it's like a like a hyper college environment in a way. Yeah, yep. yeah, it's a whole pretty much a brand new set of people every every mm-hmm. so often. So, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else? Over the over the years, another story of just you know, is there is there a, a friendship or something that's come up uh, that wouldn't have happened uh, if you hadn't been kind of living the life of doing short term missions or or being in Hawaii for with YWAM or is there any anything that comes to mind you'd like to share about? Yeah, one of the highlight stories in 2006 and 2007, I went to Latvia, which is in Eastern Europe, uh, four times within that that two year period. It was actually just a one year mm-hmm. period. Um, and we were connecting with uh, some friends there that were long-term missionaries there. And through that, I met a lot of the people that they were, they were ministering to as well. So the cool thing is that I was able to take two Latvian girls um, on their first international missions trip. So I took them along with my buddy Mark, who's an American, 
um, to Mexico on a month-long short-term missions trip. And that was their first introduction into international mission missions. And so that was such a cool experience. And they both since have done a lot more missions work all over the world as mm. well. Um, my friend Daiga actually went and worked at that school in Mexico, I think for about two years. And then uh, my friend Eva uh, joined up with YWAM, I think after that, and has been kind of all over the world doing missions work as well. So just what a, what a cool thing to go and connect with some friends that were missionaries that I know be able to connect with the people that they're ministering to and then have the opportunity to take them on their first international missions trip um, just to plant that seed of, of the amazingness of God's plan that it is cross-cultural. And a lot of times when you're going and doing ministry in another nation, you have a, a set of lenses or your eyes can see things differently than people that are living in that culture. So you can see things that can be improved or worked upon or, or things that maybe people accept as okay that maybe is not okay. And so being able to just have that new, fresh set of eyes is uh, something that's really beneficial when it comes to travel. But yeah, just those relationships and being able to connect with people in that way. And just, again, those deep deep conversations, going deep with people on these missions trips has been a real real benefit of, of travel. Yes, definitely. There's only so much you can do with with technology, uh, the way we can, like we can be, um, connected to people anywhere now. Um, but it still doesn't truly replace that whole being with one another and, and kind of going and going and doing, uh, side by side. For sure. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just people being out of their comfort zones, uh, having jet lag, I feel like people's guards come down a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. now, if people are super guarded and never want to go deep, it just like, I feel like the walls just naturally come down on, on short term strips. Mm -hmm. So it's good. I, I really Definitely. like that. Yeah. I remind when <laughs> on our, our Philippines trip, it was, um, yeah, I knew you and Jess, I didn't know anyone else at the time. And, uh, we had a 13 hour layover in Korea and yeah. So just remembering us just going from coffee shop to coffee shop, trying to stay awake and kind of get, <laughs> getting to know each other um was ridiculous <laughs> um but just so good for for the ways that you mentioned of just kind of your guards down and and you get to know one another and then spending the week actually um uh we were at a home for for i guess victims of domestic violence and stuff and um just ha just doing chores there and helping out there and and um working with some local folks and the missionaries and uh just to be present there was uh, just such a great way to serve and to um, learn about ourselves and, and learn about a, a whole different culture. Um, you know, I, I knew very little about the Philippines at that point and being able to just, just see the, see how people live and what they care about was, was really neat. So. Yeah. And it's so funny as you're saying that it's instantly like all those memories are flooding back and it's like, I'm there. And that's yeah. just, you, you, you know, I'm seeing some of the faces that we worked with and stuff like that and it's just like you you can't get that on the internet you know you mm -hmm. have to literally go and travel and experience and and be with those people physically um and you know that's what that's what life is about so yeah i really really mm -hmm. enjoy those experiences they really stand out as you know big events in in my life mm -hmm. it, and that brings me to think about kind of like the travel, the travel, um, 
profiles or something on Instagram. Um, you know, often you'll have some of them are, you know, just beautiful places all over the world. Some of them are like the back of some, usually a girl's hair, back of her head in front of, in front of somewhere amazing. Um, and there's some, I, I just, now I'm wondering like, what's, what's the brain chemistry thing going on between looking at a photograph of that? It's a place you've never been. It's the photos designed to be beautiful. Um, and that juxtapositioned against, okay, here's a photo of, of me with the five people that I spent a week with mm. doing, doing this thing. Um, and just the depth, the difference of depth, the difference of emotion, the one kind of being really just candy, uh, I think mm. in a way, um, but being able to, you know, think of these memories and, and I'm remembering my photographs from the Philippines trip and here's the jeepney and here's the, uh, the, um, the house and the, and the field with the pineapples. Um, and just thinking of those and remembering that there's, there's so much more richness mm. to having, having been and having done and having seen and being able to, to remember. Yeah. That's super good. And just in the day of like Photoshop and Instagram filters, it's like sometimes some of those sites look better on the internet than they do in person. And it's just like, you get there and are disappointed. <laughs> um, I remember yeah. through someone's travel photography, they had pictures of Charles bridge in Prague, uh, in Prague. I think it's Charles bridge. And I was just like, this is amazing. I've got to go there. And I ended up um, being able to spend some time in Prague. And it is the most beautiful city ever. Um, but it doesn't compare to relatable things. I, I can point to a conversation that I had uh, with the missionary that was showing me around in Prague more than just that breathtaking city. So again, like mm -hmm. if you're traveling, get in the local culture, find people that are there, build relationships, try to help somebody. And I think that's going to be what really makes your experience rich. Absolutely. Well, if our listeners want to know more about you or um, I know you're putting out a lot of content about uh, missions work and different things, how can they get in touch with you or find you online? Yeah, our uh, main blog is jimjessbaker.com and you can follow me on Instagram at jimjessbaker. That's Jess as in Jessica. It's my wife's name. So J-I-M-J-E-S-S -S Baker is... Uh, we're on Twitter and the Jim Jess Baker on Facebook. If you want to follow us there too. Excellent. All right. Well, I'll talk to you uh, real soon. On All, right. Polo. Thanks a lot, Jeff. <laughs> All right. All right. You're welcome, Jeff. The connecting flights podcast is produced by Jeff Stanford. Please subscribe, give us a rating and share with your friends. Our music is provided by Nathan A. Moe. For more information and inquiries, head over to travel hacking flight plan. Right I was now. I was actually uh, waiting for you to yell boom really loud at me. <laughs> <laughs> boom! <laughs> What's up, everybody? Yeah. Oh, man, I need to do I need to do that anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Stephen Larson for uh, making life better. <laughs>